It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Masterplan world. Welcome to our latest podcast. It's a pleasure to have you all listening and I hope you've all had a great Christmas. Welcome to our final podcast of 2015. I'm Chloe Thomas. I'm the creator of the e-commerce Masterplan, author, speaker and consultant and I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. I decided it'd be great to end the year with a couple of highlights podcasts, pulling together what our interviewees had to say about some key topics to give you a quick fire resource for building your business in 2016. In the last episode, we focused on new customer acquisition and repeat purchase with a heavy dose of customer service. Today, we're going to continue this how to grow your business theme, and this time we'll be looking at the power of content and social media. Please do use these highlight shows to jump back and re-listen or listen for the first time to the full interview of someone we're featuring here to help you get an even clearer idea of what you can do in your business in 2016. So let's get focused on today's show and the fascinating subject of content and social media and what it can do for your e-commerce business. In this episode, I'm going to bring you some of the best ideas and tips from our guests of 2015 on how to use content to grow your business. Never underestimate the power of content. You can find the show notes at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 2015 highlights too. And in those show notes, you'll find a summary of what we're about to cover and links to each of the mentioned podcasts. Before you get started with content and social media, you really do need to understand who you're creating the content for. So here's Tom of Goodbye Crutches talking about using personas to help shape their blog content and more. It's one blog, but mm-hmm. it's different personas. So if you write to everybody, you write to no one. So with that, um, different customers have different um, have different questions and different needs. So with that, we've got um, it's actually um, four major personas. So we've got Andy, the active athlete. We've got Woody, the working dad. Mary, the motivated mom, and Jerry, the on-the-go grandparent. And so when we write these blogs, um, we have different writers that know them a little bit more. When we use images, we make sure we use images or pictures um, of happy customers on our products that reflect the person. And we've done testing on this before. You know, if um, young people get Achilles ruptures, so that's more of our Andy, the active athlete. And we found that um, if we send Andy a email that's got a picture of somebody that looks like his grandmother on one of our products, <laughs> it doesn't convert well. Vice, vice versa, if we put somebody that, that looks like him um, or her on there, the conversion rate is much higher. So that, you know, when you think of content, it's not only the words you're using, but also the images you're using. And a lot of times people will self-select and tell you exactly who they are. So if, you know, somebody downloads the the motivated mom's manual to doing everything on one foot, they just told us that they're Mary the motivated mom. So with that, we can very easily segment them and everything that we send them um, has the has the right content and the right context for them. The next few clips are some ideas and tips around creating content on your platform to bring customers in, build a relationship with and get them to buy. 
First up, here's Zach at Prezibox talking about his new content campaign where kids review his products. Okay, we are launching a, a kid pundits um, uh, I don't even know promotion, if you like. So basically, we we are within the next couple of weeks we're launching a, a thing called Kid Pundits, whereby we've got lots and lots of kids who are doing video reviews of our products. So that's quite interesting. And next, we've got Judy at Mannequin Madness discussing providing customers with instructions on how to create crazy things with a mannequin. She's selling these down these uh, articles, but you could use the same idea for free-to-consume content like blogs, videos, and so forth. Digital downloads are the new thing for us right now because, once again, with things like Pinterest, we're seeing a lot of DIY projects that people are doing with mannequins, and people have been asking me questions when I post something. How do I create this? Like, What's been very popular last year was taking a dress form and turning it into a Christmas tree. So it was something that was, you know, eco-friendly, especially if they were buying a used dress form. They decorated it as a Christmas tree. And then after Christmas is over, they have something functional they can use. People were asking me how I create this. So that's another thing I love about Shopify is that they allow me to have digital downloads. And that's one area where I can reach people all over the world and don't have to worry about shipping costs. Wow. So you have like the guide of how to turn the dress form into a Christmas tree and you're selling that on the site or you're giving that away? Yeah, I'm selling that on the site. You know, pretty nominal. I mean, it's just five, five dollars. It's sort of like our version of a 99 cent app. You know, we want a little something just for the effort we put to creating, creating it, but we want to make it affordable to people because we hope that they'll actually buy the mannequin from us if they're in the States or Canada to actually create the project. But, you know, the bigger thing is there's so many DIY projects. And because, you know, the more people use mannequins, the less likely they'll be tossed into the landfill. We can really extend the life of a mannequin. So just because a retail store doesn't need it, there's an additional use for it someplace else. So I love it because I'm sure several of our listeners would have been thinking, okay, downloads in order to capture email addresses or, you know, improve your content marketing. But actually you're using it as a get used to buying from us. Exactly. Come come and spend your $5 and then come back and get your mannequin because you know we can deliver. And it's also a branding thing for us as well. We're going to be putting together a lot more just kind of how-tos about certain basic things about a mannequin as well as a do-it-yourself projects. And finally, in this little mini section, we've got Pascal from Electronic Tobacconist explaining how he manages to fit two hours of content creation into every single day. Advertising. We're not allowed to advertise anywhere. We can't use Google ads. We can't use, you can use display ads, but a lot of them turn us away. And we can't, when we've tried them, we can't get on the proper websites that will allow these ads. So traffic tip, social doesn't quite do it yet. It's the long tail. We we show up in nearly, I think it's nearly 750,000 searches a month. That's not we get clicked on, but we're, we're in the game. We're in the game. Our website is huge. So we've got so many products and I, uh, I get up very early every day, 6 a.m., and I write copy every day and I, and I add pages, not, not bump, not rubbish. I write about the new products we've got coming on. I write unique content. I write troubleshooting. I, I blog. I, I write, I improve the product information. And as such, and I write it for the customer knowing that Google's going to pick it up. And so we show up in a lot of searches, a hell of a lot of searches. And as a result, we get clicks off the back of it. So my tip is the long tail. And there's a book by Chris Anderson you can read. Which is a very good book. Um, I like that one, Chloe. 
You do or you don't. I didn't like it. I thought it was dull. I got the idea within a page. I had the same problem. I read chapter two through um, thinking I should. And then was like, I don't need another example. I get it. Awesome yes. concept, but it, you don't need to read the whole book. I agree. <laughs> Again. <laughs> so, yes. so the tra- traffic top tip, I think that, that's an awesome one. So it's about writing great content. How many hours do you spend a day then on the content? Well, I know that as soon as I get in the office, I'm going to get inundated with all sorts of stuff. You know what it's like. I've yeah. got to arrange a new bin man because the guy who comes to collect our rubbish has decided he doesn't want to do it anymore. Uh, the, the, the office needs hoovering and I don't really want to ask anyone else to do it. So I'll do it. Things like that. I don't get caught up too much in those types of things anymore, but there's always something slightly odd, something random that will get thrown at you. So my day is 6, 8, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. And that way I get to have breakfast with the kids just after that. Once you've created all that content, it's pointless if people don't read it, don't consume it, don't look at it, don't watch it. So you've got to let people know about it. Here's John from Beads Direct with tips for successful social media activity. He has literally tens of thousands of followers on pretty much every social media option out there. And here he starts with how he launched on Facebook. Was that I needed to understand what Facebook was. And the one thing that, whether I wasn't sure exactly what it was, the one thing I was sure it was not, was going to be a sales channel. We were very open. We allowed people right from, I mean, we launched um, Facebook from zero with a party, with an online party where people could win prizes, could get involved, could post things, could, it, it was not going to be a sales channel and it never has been. It does drive business for us now. Um, and we can see that through Google Analytics, but um, it was never we. It couldn't be dictated to by us. We, we in the early days, and people said we were. I had you know people that I spoke to said we were absolutely crazy because we were letting people put, for instance, um, photographs uh, of, of their designs on our Facebook page and saying that they'd bought. Um, some of the components from perhaps one of our competitors who hadn't bought it from us. <laughs> um, but we left it there. We we allowed that to happen so that they could take ownership. You know, that Facebook yeah. page wasn't our page, it was there, and they could take ownership of it. And I think that, that they could see that, that we weren't going to be um, that we we weren't going to police. I mean, yes, we we have taken certain things down that were not appropriate, um, but I think that that's just good governance and, and nothing to do with um, anything other than being sensible about what's <laughs> on your Facebook page. Yes, um, but uh, we did allow. You know, we started it. It was fun, and we we've tried to keep it that way ever since, so that we you know we we get the. We get the serious stuff on us, and we get some of the not so serious stuff on as well. Um, and I think that people, you know, appreciate that, and therefore we continue to see it grow even today. Yeah, and I, and I think um, for for anyone thinking of going down the social media route, that's definitely a key top tip: is to define what you're using using it for, and it probably shouldn't be sales, and then to to use it in that way and create the content that goes behind it and as i said earlier i strongly recommend you take a look at the pinterest page and also at the youtube to see the quality of the videos that are 
very much targeted at the audience John's been talking about, the people making it as a hobby, the people on the kitchen table. They're looking for inspiration, how they can use these beads and um, and all the rest of it. Now, uh, what I was going to say is that we're putting new, new YouTube content up every single week. Uh, I think that the other thing about, you know, small businesses and sometimes they find it difficult i mean we've got as i say three people in our marketing and you know we're putting new content up every single week you need it whatever you do in a business i think you need to be consistent it's no good doing it and then not doing it or doing it um erratically um you know people people need to have or need to know that you are you are reliable that's how you build trust. And if they know that we're going to put something, you know, we, we put a, a new YouTube out every Sunday morning so that our customers, and we, you know, we send it to a lot of our customers via email so that they can see, you know, that there is something new, that it's, it's on trend, that it, it's relevant. Um, and, we, and we go across the whole spectrum of stuff that's suitable for beginners, new people who have perhaps only thought about doing your own not sure how to do it. So we'll, we'll attach a, a starter kit to it or we'll, we'll put something with it so that it can see them. We'll hold their hand, um, even though we are not sort of sitting next to them, but we will hold their hand through it. And then we'll put stuff out that is for, for more advanced people. Um, it, it, it is being consistent with what you do. And I think that whatever you decide to do in your business, then you, if you're going to do it once a year, once a month, once a week, once a day, whatever it is, do it. You know, because if once you stop, then they'll lose confidence in you. So many interesting ideas from John there. Now, in this snippet, we have Bonnie of Miso Tasty, who's probably the star of our last episode, getting three mentions. Um, and she's here is explaining how she manages both PR and social media to build her business. Uh, it's a mix, actually. Um, we um, we do have some PR help. Uh, we have a small agency helping us, um, certainly to get in contact with um with uh, the right magazines, the right press that we don't have contacts with. Um, but we do do quite a bit for ourselves in terms of collaborations with other brands, um, especially through social media. Uh, we do all of the, sort of the the social side ourselves and then where we want to sort of feed products to um, um, certain magazines or newspapers, that's when our PR, um, PR agency helps us. Okay, cool. Um, mm-hmm. What um, what tips would you have for anyone who's wanting to make more of the kind of PR piece and the social media piece? I think you have to do it quite naturally. So I, th- I find collaborations a great way to get good PR, especially when you're a small business and you're collaborating with, say, a bigger brand. Um, you know, they um, that works really well because you can sort of piggyback off there sort of the, their audience so um, what so sort of um yeah. what sort of collaborate is there what are the collaborations you've done you could do just so people understand what you're what you're talking about through an illustration is that possible yeah so for example yeah so we've done sort of um uh collaborations with other sort of health food products or um that they can enjoy with our miso soup or you can collaborate with um, so where we're in East London, Hackney, and we, we collaborate with other sort of businesses in this area. Just so there's a theme to sort of a story, um, 
about how your products relate to each other rather than it always being like a, a straight plug for your own products. Content creation, of course, is very time consuming. So if you don't have the time to do it yourselves or you're not particularly talented in that area, then getting other people to do it for you can be very effective. And we're going to take a look at two different approaches to that. First up, here's Rohan of Wet Shave Club with his quick tips on how to get other people to do your content for you. Making a super long list of every single blogger, YouTuber that you could imagine, (laughs) contacting them individually and sending them your product. Now, if you want to take the whole idea of getting influencers to promote your products and create your content for you, and you want to take that up to a whole new level, then you need to have a a listen to what Eric from Beard Brand is up to. Sticking with the whole world of men's grooming, um, they are in the process of building an influencer program of 20 remarkable guys with interesting stories. It's called Team Beard Brand, and it's really clearly, as he explains here, part of the overall strategy that sits behind the business and their content activity. Well, right now, uh, I mentioned a a little bit earlier, is our influencer program that we're we're building up. Uh, We call it Team Beard Brand. And we've recruited probably about 20 or 30 guys right now who are, are pretty remarkable uh, with interesting stories to tell who are uh, just coming together to, to help us with, with changing the way society views beardsmen and, and shifting like the negative stereotypes that uh, surround a lot of people with, with facial hair. And, um, you know, we just brought on an NFL football player, um, which I'm pretty excited about. And, and of course, beyond that, we've, we've just got... Uh, really some amazing people. Because I, I think one of the things we really have to touch on today is is how important content and community is for you guys, because that came first and the e-commerce sites came second. And you have a se- second website, don't you, which is Urban Beardsman. So how does that fit in to it all? Yeah, you know, um, our uh, we really start with our, our vision statement and our mission statement. Um which is our, our vision statement is is to change the way society views beardsmen. So it's to shift the the perception that society has as a whole towards people with facial hair. And then our our mission statement is to foster style for the urban beardsmen. So those two um, core structures are at the root of of how we're making decisions. And for us to foster style for the urban beardsmen, that means we've got to uh, give them not only the tools to to look cool. Um, to look best, to look well-groomed, but also to give them uh, inspiration in terms of style, you know, to help them dress better, to uh, rock a cool appearance. And and that's really where we go with Urban Beardsman because our, our content is more than just, you know, stuff about our products. You know, we talk about things that, that we don't sell at all um, and products out there that, that aren't even related to our e-commerce at all. So it's a uh, you know, it's fun for us because we, we just get to share our passions and, and we get to be true and authentic to ourselves rather than just trying to make decisions that are going to make us money, if that makes sense. We're now going to finish where we started, back with Tom from Goodbye Crutches, who kind of puts forward the point of why don't you become the influencer? Why why use other people as the influential people in your who are promoting your business? Why not be the influencer yourself? and be a guest on some podcasts. I promise you we didn't pay Tom to say this. Right now, by far, it's being a podcast guest. Um, Blogs will always convert 
uh, blogs have been the good content, you know, to to get traffic, and they'll convert at about one to two percent. So visitor to lead. What we're seeing on podcast interviews is if your ideal uh, client, you know, hears you, um, gets to know, like, and trust you, that traffic that's coming to your site is converting anywhere from twenty-five to fifty percent. So um, think of marketing as starting a discussion with your client or somebody that could be an ideal customer. Man, there's no better place to talk to them than on podcast interviews right now. Of course, if you think you'd make a good guest for the e-commerce master plan podcast, if you think our listeners would love to hear your story, then just go to the website and you'll find details of how to put yourself forwards. Um, so I hope this little run through of the ideas of content has been useful for you. Lots of different ways of, of approaching it, lots of different ways of managing it, lots of different ideas for the type of content you can put together. You'll find uh, links to all the podcasts that we featured here on the show notes page, which is at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 2015 highlights two, or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or do a search and you'll find it. I really hope you found these highlight shows useful. Do let me know what you think about them. Um, and we're going to be kicking off the new year with three episodes featuring a range of experts sharing what they think is going to be important in e-commerce in 2016. There's some great content because I've already recorded some of the interviews. So I think you're, I know you're going to really enjoy those. Have a great week, everybody. Enjoy New Year's Eve and don't forget to keep optimising. Bye. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.